Be still and know that God is here. Be still that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Standing in the doorway. That's what I said. I'm standing in the doorway. Years ago, Bill, my spiritual director, asked me to picture myself as part of the nativity scene. It seemed like a weird request, but trusting him as I did, I followed his instructions. Close your eyes, he said. Try not to protest and try to picture the place, the people, the animals, and then picture where you are in the tableau. Now, I admit it didn't come to me right away. <clears throat> and while I consider myself a visual learner, this was a bit beyond my comfort zone. But I gave myself permission to try. I could see much of the scene easily, as I suspect you can on this night as well. You don't have to have gone to church all your life to conjure up the scene we remember and hear about on this night every year. It has been painted and sketched and interpreted in countless books and greeting cards, movies, creches, and nativities. Artistic interpretations range from exquisite to downright tacky and everything in between. So I let myself imagine something that felt both beautiful and humble. I am, of course, well aware that there are different versions of this story throughout Scripture, but still, I simply closed my eyes and I pictured the scene. I found myself looking around in my mind's eye it was indeed a beautiful scene, but I simply couldn't find myself anywhere in it. I felt as if I had failed. Here is what I saw. I saw two frightened parents. First, Mary, a very young, probably very cold, very tired woman. She reminded me of the pregnant teens that I worked with years ago as a social worker in downtown San Francisco. Those young women were probably about the same age, 14, 15, 16 years old, and they were pregnant and doing their best in unusual circumstances as well. And then I saw Joseph standing by her side, a man who was considerably older watching his young fiance as she fixed a tattered blanket that they used in a feeding trough to try to make a comfortable place for this newborn baby to sleep. As I kept looking around, I saw some more things. I saw a lot of animals, some asleep, but most awake and looking pretty scared and maybe even confused. Maybe they were even annoyed at what was going on in their place. 
Humans were not often found in the stalls when it was so dark outside. Two-leggeds came in the day to feed and clean, but neither of these things was happening right now. And tonight, there were two humans moving around and taking over their space. And I imagined it would get worse for them as the night went on. What will they think when this beautiful baby starts screaming? This night will be anything but silent, as the song goes. But still, I was nowhere to be found. I looked up in the rafters. Oh, there were some birds, but no Lisa. I looked behind the walls of the stalls, some sleeping goats, but still no Lisa. But then, then I turned completely around, 180 degrees, 180 degrees, and I looked directly behind me at the open doors of the stable. There I was, way back there, standing in the doorway. There I am, I said to Bill, perhaps a little too excitedly. I'm standing in the doorway. What are you doing, he asked. I don't know. Why aren't you inside the stable? I don't know, I said again. I guess I'm just waiting and watching. And honestly, really, can I just ask, I'm wondering what any of this has to do with me anyhow. We were on the phone for this conversation, so I couldn't see his reaction, but he's known me for years, and I suspect that both of us were probably smiling at that point. Because here's the thing. You see, for years, for years, I confess to you that I have approached many stories in Scripture, this one included, with some trepidation. I have always loved the stories for their beauty and at the same time have often held them at arm's length when hearing the bold suggestion that these stories are meant to change our lives. So if you too have lived with even the slightest hesitancy or what I like to call healthy skepticism, about the relevant power of Scripture stories we hear, especially the story we hear on this holy night. You are not alone. What could it possibly mean to say that on this night we welcome the Christ child? And as we do, how does that change anything in our lives today? Well, as a mother, I suspect that I know something about what happened on this night. I know what it means to hear a baby cry, to try to attend to a baby's needs, to marvel at the miracle of new life, to begin the pattern of living into the unexpected, the untimed, the wondrous interruptions that now will happen for a lifetime. Yes, these are things that come with caring for children regardless of circumstance. But what about this particular baby on this particular night? This child we call Emmanuel, which means God with us. A child that is as real to touch and kiss and smell as our own, and yet also the one who comes to be as God in our midst, the one claiming no distinction or separation from the divine. 
It's a big and mighty claim. It's a claim that our 21st century sensibilities cannot embrace easily. It's a claim that even those of us who commit to following this way of love must think twice about when we hear of the mystery told of this birth. So this is a night to suspend for a moment our disbelief. This is a night that we claim to know what we somehow cannot ever really know. We profess a belief in things that cannot be proven. We commit our trust in the power of what cannot be seen. Tonight we come seeking gifts of a different kind. We come seeking what only can be offered through mystery, through hope, through promise, through love revealed in a story. This is the thing we wait for through the season of Advent, the four weeks that have led us, led us through a time of preparation to the night we are in tonight. But unlike the season of Advent, which is about learning to wait and wonder and anticipate, tonight, bam, the waiting is over. Tonight is the immediate expression of love in our midst. No matter where we find ourselves in this story, way back in the doorway, out in the dark, or tucked in with the animals, this is the night that we are asked to come, to come just as we are. We find our way through the hay and the mud amidst the startled animals and the nervous parents. We move around the timbers and sneak up to a simple feeding trough, which has been tenderly turned into a crib for a small, vulnerable baby. So come. Bring your beliefs, your doubts, your questions, your frustrations, your fear, your hopes. Bring it all and enter into the wonder of this night. One of the things I keep learning about our faith stories is how much they can help navigate us in our lives if we can hold them gently and trust as we turn and look at them that they still have things to teach us. Tonight is yet another example of that power for me. As I think about standing in the doorway of this tableau tonight, I wonder if I am standing there because I am afraid to come further inside. For nearly two years, we all have stood in the doorways of our lives in lots of different ways, sometimes literally, as we have journeyed through seasons of social distancing. Also metaphorically, as we have explored as a community of faith ways to try to stay connected and engaged both in our community and out with our neighbors in the world. And here tonight, we bring it all. We're carrying a lot. We bring all that has happened in our lives this past year, which sometimes feels like a decade, all that we are proud of, and all that we would rather forget or are ashamed or just don't even want to talk about. We bring our memories of Christmas's past and expectations of maybe what Christmas will be in the future. 
We bring our hopes and ideas of what it might mean to have God born into our lives this night. It's a lot. It's a lot that we each bring to this place this night. And none of it seems particularly appropriate to lay at the feet of a baby. But that might be the whole point of the night. This is a birth story unlike any other because, because every year this is more than something about a holy family. This is about the gifts we are given. There is a gift this night waiting for each of us that only each of us can discover on our own. I invite you to find your place in this story tonight because there is a gift waiting there for you. I've thought about this a lot this week and in some ways all year. I'm still back there. I'm still standing in the doorway because the doorway is the place that keeps me mindful of the tension of the world and the promise of this prophetic kind of love in my life. I pray Emmanuel, God with us, has found a way to be felt and known in this holy place tonight because this, this place, these people, this is our Bethlehem. This is the place where we come to be known and seen and heard and nurtured in a faith to sustain and challenge us. And then from this place, we are sent out we are sent out into the world to do our best to replicate the love story that we're celebrating tonight. To share the blessings that we have received and to not worry or be afraid that we will ever get too lost on the journey because we know there is a place for us here. For you see, there is one more gift of this night as well. This night comes with a star. And the star in our story tonight reminds me of the stars that fill our lives every day. Since March 2020, we have found our way in the dark through the light of living courageous lives together. Each of you is a star in a beautiful and expansive constellation guiding us home. We have lost some stars we have welcomed some stars home. We have worried and waited and wondered about other stars. So as I stand in my doorway of this stable tonight, looking in on this singularly remarkable birth, I also turn around and look up into the night sky and see a beautiful constellation of stars. I choose to hold on to the dark sky and each star we see tonight, letting them be both gift and promise. With each star, I cling to the promise that we are not alone or finished with our story. And as we continue to journey, I remember the words of spiritual teacher Ram Das: We are all just walking each other home. Merry Christmas, my beloved friends. May it be so.